So, uh, cancel culture ain't real, y'all. It's a fuck a lot of haters, motherfucker. Welcome to the Wednesday episode, y'all. Um, this is the first uh, double drop week that I've done, and that's because um, I got a little off track, but I'm back now. So welcome to the Wednesday episode. I'm glad you guys came back and are listening. I'm talking specifically to my sister and my two cousins again, because I don't want to listen to this dang podcast, but you know... It does not hurt to dream. Welcome back, everybody. So there has been a lot going on last week, last couple weeks with people saying stuff crazy, doing stuff crazy, and just in general being ridiculous people. Um, however, and because like there's really only one thing I want to talk about today. I know y'all seen it. I know y'all heard it. Um, Dave Chappelle is in the news um, and it is because he's receiving some backlash, a considerable amount of backlash because of the comments that he has made in his recent special, The Closer, on Netflix. So for those of y'all that don't know, you know, in prior Dave Chappelle um, stand-up specials, he has, you know, made comments about the trans community, you know, saying things like, um... How do I have to participate in your delusion? You know, things to that extent. And it definitely came across trans across transphobic. Now, in this special, um, there were apparently more comments made um, that appeared trans or that seemed transphobic. And people from the LGBTQIA community kind of, you know, um, they spoke out about it and, you know, said they didn't appreciate the comments. And, you know, some, some things happen, like one of the writers um, or one of the producers for uh, Dear White People, who is a trans woman, um, said, you know, she wouldn't be working with Netflix until they removed the special. A couple of other people have, you know, stepped up and said that, you know, they'd be boycotting Netflix and things like that. And, you know, but on the other hand, a bunch of people have, you know, jumped in his defense and said, you know, he says what he says and... That's how I know y'all didn't listen to the special because he wasn't even being transphobic. And look, I'm just going to preface this with saying <laughs> that I did not watch it and I do not plan on watching it. Let me, I'm just going to start there. So let's, let's, let's walk it back a little bit. So Dave Chappelle, obviously incredibly talented, comedic, uh, performer, comedic actor, you know, really legendary in the black stand-up kind of community. Um, he had a widely, wildly, wildly successful, um, sketch comedy show, The Chappelle Show. And, you know, he went on to do stand-up comedy, um, really, really dominating in that life. Like, I know, I, I, I really, like, Dave Chappelle is talented. I do think in, and this is my personal opinion, I think in his recent years, of stand-up comedy he's become a little bit more antagonistic and but I also think that goes for a lot of stand-up comedians I think like a lot of times people think comedy is centered around you know making fun of people and then having the people that you're making fun of also laugh 
So um, I forget who made the joke, but there was a comedian who was like, you know, uh, no, it was Richard Pryor. He was like, you know, I made fun of a guy in a wheelchair and I looked down there and that nigga laughing his ass off. Like, you know, I, I think a lot of stand up, a lot of comedy does hinge on, you know, making fun of people who sit outside your identity and having those people laugh along with you, which is great, which is 100% great. I think there is um, a, a wide facet of society that is still incredibly supportive of Dave Chappelle. And I think he, he deserves that support. He's funny. He's talented. He has, you know, created a real niche market for himself. But the one thing I do kind of want to touch on is just identity politics. And I think that, you know, a lot of comedians and especially, you know, comedians that were older and that, you know, did stand up comedy at the time that, you know, the Richard Pryors and the Eddie Murphys and the, um, the Bernie Max, like when, you know, people who were people who had that similar comedic style where, you know, a lot of it is like life experiences, stories and, you know, observations of group of pe- observations of groups of people in a way that's just completely unfiltered. Like the type of comedian that's like, I don't give a fuck. OK, I, I think that there is definitely a facet or a group of comedians and specific types of comedians who are just like, I don't give a fuck. I say what I want. I do what I want. Woo, woo, woo. You know what I'm saying? And I think that um, Dave Chappelle is certainly one of those people. And, you know, to his credit for a significant portion of his career, he was speaking of his own experience and he was speaking about his own identity. And I think that's the big, I think that's the line here. So um, I, I think that's the line. And because I, I, I definitely, the one thing I do want to say is that a lot of the times when, especially we as black people are looking at the queer community and the LGBTQIA community, we're looking at them and we're saying like, oh, well, those are white people. And especially because like a lot of the conversation when the the trans woman that came out and was like, well, I'm not going to support this and I'm not going to do this when since this was a white person, they're like, oh, well, that's just the white woman like this. That, like, I think we have to we definitely have to take a step. We, we, we first have to take a step back and we have to look from the outside in. And the fact of the matter is that Dave Chappelle is not a queer person. He does not have a queer identity and he has never experienced or stepped foot into that perspective a day in his life I think a lot of people especially on social media were making the comparison oh well when he was making fun of black people and when he was doing all these negro jokes and you know being very bashful of the black experience nobody said anything about that that's and 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 that's true you know a lot of people took a look at that and they were like well this is because this is this is good this is it's very it's what comedy should be. And that was because Dave Chappelle was speaking about his own experience and his own identity. And I think when you step outside of your identity and you start making jokes about marginalized people who already do not have enough room in society, I think that's kind of where people have a problem. I think especially because like trans people are not just white people. They're not just white queer people who are coming out and being like, well, Dave Chappelle is not funny. A lot of the people who are upset are black trans women, like, and, and black trans people as a whole, because like, there are a lot of them. And, um, the comments that he made, made them uncomfortable because it is their identity of which they are speaking about. Like, I think a lot of people forget that. Like you, there are black queer people too. There are a lot of black queer people and Dave Chappelle, his identity does not 
it doesn't encompass that. Like he's, he doesn't identify as queer or he could be queer and he just, he, he, he isn't out. Like, I don't really know, you know, we don't really know about Dave Chappelle, but, but he, his identity is a cisgendered heterosexual male and he identifies as male and he was born as male. So he's never had the experience of, you know, a trans person in this country, especially when, when black trans women, especially face immense scrutiny, they face, you know, immense problems within society already being a black woman or a black man. And now you add the queer part of your identity to that. I think it creates an even larger problem. And that's where the identity, the identity politics come into play. Because while we, you know, we sit at the intersection of our race and our gender and our sexuality and our um, whatever else, you know, you believe that is that your identity is comprised of, we sit at the intersection of all of those things. Like I'm always going to be black. I'm always going to be a woman. And that is always how society is going to see me. And because, um, I have not added, like, you know, I am not a queer person or I, I don't identify as queer. There is never, I'm never going to sit in a space where, you know, that, that other part of my identity also um, is something that creates even less space for me in society. And I say this because Black trans women specifically face a lot of violence and they face a lot of, um, they, they face a lot of hatred specifically from Black men. Like, um, this, and, and that's what, and I think that's what a lot of people are, are very upset by um, because like I'm, I'm trying to explain this in a way because this is it's a very nuanced conversation like there isn't just like a you can't be offended or oh he's just he's just telling it like it is or he's just woo 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 and and that's like it's it's not that is not the end of that's not the end of the conversation like oh well you can't be offended he just telling a little he, he just telling it like it is he just telling it like it is that that's not the end of the conversation like if if trans people and queer people are telling you that they are offended by the comments that you're making then that's it like just like you know black people if motherfucking if George Carlin got up on the stage and started making fucking nigger jokes all day we'd have a problem with it or any white comedian who sits completely outside of the realm of blackness got up there and started making jokes about slavery or about blackness or something like that yeah I bet you there would be a lot of black people who'd be like no nah, he just telling it like it is he just telling it like it is and I think that because like I said before a lot of comedy does hinge on you know making fun of groups of people that you aren't necessarily a part of and having those people laugh along with you there, there will, that will always be the case, especially because, you know, you relate to comedy based on your experience. So I think a lot of people who grew up making fun of other people and who were like, who that was a part of their identity, that was a part of their personality. They're not offended by that. Like, you know, the people who, you know, you, you know, those people, like the people who are like, who, who grew up making fun of other people, always like roasting and woo 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 like talk about oh it's just jokes it's just jokes it's just jokes I think a lot of those people are the people that are like well you know I don't think it's um I I don't think it's something 
that we should be offended by. Like we should just be like, I think a lot of like if you're if that is something that you identify with, um, it it is definitely uh, something then the perspective that Dave Chappelle is just he's just he he he's an ally. Woo woo woo. I think that's the perspective that you see. And let me now now let me just kind of get my 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 thoughts together here because like I think the conversation surrounding Dave Chappelle is I, I think a lot of it I think a lot of people were outraged because they were like well we can't can't we're not gonna cancel Dave Chappelle we're not gonna cancel Dave Chappelle I just want to say like the the platform that Dave Chappelle is on and and comedians like him like comedians like Eddie Murphy Martin Lawrence you know a lot of the larger black comedians Steve Harvey Cedric the Entertainer that platform that they are on they won't be canceled because of the base that they have they won't be canceled and I think it's really funny especially when people like Dave Chappelle get on TV and they're like oh I love this cancel culture stuff I keep it coming you know Twitter's not a real place and I think the in lie wherein lies the larger problem is that like um a lot of comedians are just not receptive to criticisms like I don't I I I don't he Dave Chappelle is not a new comedian he hasn't he didn't just start doing this he didn't you know he's not trying to break out like he's there he has made it he is successful but I think a lot of comedians don't think that their comedy ever needs to progress past where it used to be because these are definitely jokes that Dave Chappelle would have made as a new comedian and I I think a lot of because like and the it's weird because Dave Chappelle has this like obsession with the LGBTQ community like ain't nobody said none to him ain't nobody did none to him and he's always making these comments which is just like Sir, um, if you got something to tell us, you can just tell us. Because from what I've heard from the people who watch the special, they're just like, yeah, he just went on this like 15 minute rant. And it's like, what's the point? Like if you, if we're claiming that Dave Chappelle is an ally, but he says nothing to advance their causes, he doesn't do anything publicly to support them. And the only real thing or the only real, um, the only time he really ever takes to talk about them is when it's in a joking way in his comedy special. It seems like he's using them for his own benefit to like kind of advance his own cause, which is a little problematic, but it's also just strange. Like why, sir, you know how much shit you have to talk about that involves your own identity as a black man? That cause, and you know why? Like I know I'm usually like kind of jokey and I kind of try to like, you know, but because this conversation is just like so nuanced, like I, that's my favorite word, but because also like I'm reminded of of trans women like Islan Nettles, who was beat to death by a black cisgendered man after he found out that she was trans. Like those are the kind of story like and these are happening to black trans people. And for and, and what I'm frustrated by is how black people especially try to delegitimize the concerns of the trans community and especially of black trans women, because, you know, this is my favorite comedian. You can't cancel them because they, they're no, you can't can't t- that that's not good enough anymore. Like we have to start holding people with large platforms accountable for the kinds of things that they say, because 
you know, the trans panic defense is still a legitimate form of defense in many places in the United States. And I know, you know what I'm saying? It, it ain't that serious. You know, my bad. It ain't that serious. Dave Chappelle is just a comedian. He just making jokes. He just saying what it is he got to say. And I can, I can, I can appreciate that. I really appreciate that. But I really think that we have to like, like I said in the last podcast, what happened to standards? What happened to bare fucking minimums? Like, nigga, be funny. Like, and and that's the thing. Dave Chappelle is funny. I saw him live um, not long ago with one of my cousins, and it was an incredibly enjoyable performance. Like, he was, first of all, the most enjoyable part of it. I don't remember his name, but uh, Dave Chappelle got this fine-ass security guard that can sing, honey. Okay, that's who you really need to bring back out on your shows because all these little off-color jokes you got about the LGBTQIA community ain't working, all right? So bring that nigga back out, let him sing, let him hit them high notes, okay? Let him, and let him bring the looks, honey, because he was giving blazer, he was giving jeans, he was giving Chelsea boots, and I love it. I love it when men wear basic-ass outfits and they think they're giving you style. I love it, okay? Looked good, too that his bodyguard is thick. So he was also giving yams. All right. But that's where regularly scheduled programming. And I know, I'm, I think I sound a little ranty. So I'm going to try to wrap this up. I think the conversation about Dave Chappelle is not about whether or not he should be canceled. It's about whether or not like comedy should eventually progress to a certain point. Like I really, really understand that, you know, making fun of people and, saying things in a joking way and woo, 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 like I, they're all fine and dandy or whatever. But I think eventually we have to get past, we have to get to the point to where we're understanding how our, our identity politics affect how we see the world. Like if you were a trans person and a trans, like let's, if you were a trans black woman in this country, I don't think you would find it very funny when somebody is mocking your identity, when you are constantly at risk of violence because of it, because trans women specifically, like I said before, face a considerable amount of violence, especially at the hands of black men. So I, I can, I really just want y'all to take a second and I want you to understand the perspective. And like I said, ain't nobody trying to cancel Jason Hill. And I think it's really, really laughable when comedians are like, oh, well, this means nothing. Like we clearly know, like your check is going to clear. They're going to keep inviting you to do specials. And, woo, woo, woo. and I also think that that's another thing. Dave Chappelle is talented. Okay. But I, we need more, we need different black voices in comedy, my nigga. Like, ain't no, it's like he gets up on stage and it's like, he complains about this generation the entire, okay, boomer, we get it. All right. You're old and you're ornery. All right. We need new black voices in comedy. Like, I'm not saying that by any means, we need to replace Dave Chappelle because a lot of young black comedians draw inspiration from him. But there are a lot of black young black comedians who have perspectives who are completely different, which I think would be much more beneficial, especially on Netflix. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the reach that Netflix has and the ability that they have to um, to kind of really boost perform like that potential is unmatched. Like. That's all I'm saying. I really just want you guys to kind of try to see another perspective. I'm sure that the special was good. I still don't plan on watching it, but I really need like he just has to be responsible for the words that he says. And when people come out with valid criticisms about, you know, things that that don't affect the performer, I think that they have to step off of that pedestal and they have to listen to it. And and that, that's just not something that um, 
I think a lot of comedians do. So that's all I'm trying to say. Okay, don't be trying to cancel me. I only got five fucking followers on Instagram. So <laughs> what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna just fall off the face of the fucking earth at this point, y'all. But no, I, if you enjoy his comedy, good. If you don't enjoy his comedy, good. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you want to, like, look, check out some new black performers. Check out Jack Knight. Check out Felonious Monk. Like, there are so many different, ooh, check out Josh Johnson. Like, there are so many different comedic perspectives that are out there that, you know, you might learn something from that you might really laugh at and you didn't expect to. But that's all I'm saying. Try to understand the perspective. You know what I'm saying? You just have to be responsible for your words. That's that's all a bitch is trying to say, okay? <laughs> Moving right along. Because there's another thing that I really, really wanted to touch on. And that is exactly what I said at the beginning of this podcast. And it's that cancel culture is not real. It is a figment of your imagination. It is fleeting like the wind, like cancel. I really like, I want y'all to say it with me, okay? Like this is the episode of Dora. Cancel culture is not real, okay? Your favorite celebrities, they're not going to be canceled. They're not going to be held accountable for any, even non-celebrities like Instagram influencers don't get held accountable for their decisions. Once you get to like, not even like fame, popularity, you you won't be canceled. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You won't be canceled. Let's just let, let's just take a look. Let's look at the most prevalent example, which is Dave Chappelle since that was that's what I've been talking about. And um everybody has tried to cancel Dave Chappelle. White people, black people, brown people. Anybody you can think of has tried to cancel Dave Chappelle. And I think this most recent um controversy for him, you know, there was probably a greater backlash and that's only because social media exists like people are able to participate in conversations they're able to get their comments out there and you know celebrities can see them like you Dave Chappelle probably you know he's sitting in his house he searches and all he's searching his name reading these comments and laughing looking like yeah the fuck bitch I still got a 20 million dollar check and they're still gonna ask me to come back and do another Netflix special because y'all stupid asses are gonna come back in here and watch it and that's that's where it that's where it is y'all that's that's really where it is I think consumable entertainment is just like it's hard to cancel people it is impossible to cancel people on those platforms look at motherfucking Daniel Caesar when he was out here defending that white woman and uh put on that captain save a white hoe cape he he was supposed to be canceled y'all still walking down the aisle to best part at your fucking wedding okay every time um, I turn around, it's the damn wedding, y'all walking down the aisle to best part, okay? I mean, I know her is also on that song, but look, y'all still listening to Daniel Caesar, okay? Because the streaming, it's coming from somewhere, okay? The monthly, <laughs> look, all right, y'all, because don't play me. Y'all still listening to Daniel Caesar, and I know it, Um, okay? Because look, y'all are playing games. Ain't nobody, no, I See, I'm sorry, but the, the monthly streaming is coming from somewhere. Daniel Caesar has like 27 million monthly listeners. All right. He has not been canceled by any means. He's still getting that bread. He's still getting that money. All of it. OK, who else was they tried to cancel? Oh, look at fucking Tory Lanez. All right. 
a nigga who not only deserves to be canceled, but prosecuted, you motherfuckers still out here listening to him. A 5'1 nigga with a six foot nigga attitude running around here, uh, pew pew, everybody gonna die, and shoots a black woman, and he ain't canceled. If he ain't canceled either. That's what I'm saying. Cancel culture is a figment of your imagination. Tory Lane still has about 16 million monthly streamers. That's at least on Spotify. 16 million. I know you mother- you motherfuckers are still out here listening to him. All of these people that we, the Kardashians, who are extremely problematic, who face an, an ongoing cycle of criticism, they're not canceled because... For some reason, you motherfuckers like these these white women on Instagram. You'll love them. I have no idea why. Who else? Let's let's talk about some other motherfuckers that they tried to. Oh, let's talk about the the canceled the person, another motherfucker who deserves to be canceled and prosecuted. I talked about this on the last podcast. R. Kelly streaming or his album sales has gone up five hundred percent since his prosecution. Since this motherfucking trial, 500%. He was prosecuted for the sexual abuse and exploitation and running a criminal enterprise so that he can continue that cycle of abuse and exploitation. And you motherfuckers, you, you, and I say you motherfuckers because it's you motherfuckers. And you motherfuckers are out here still fucking buying his shit still listening to the remix to ignition still listening above the grind still listening to i'm a flirt okay some of you motherfuckers are still about to sing i believe i can fly at a graduation somewhere all right look the cancel culture is a figment of your imagination every person you think believes to be held accountable for their decisions if they are popular on instagram or social media anywhere or if they are a celebrity it's not gonna happen all right, celebrity idolization, celebrity worship, okay, this stand culture that we have now online and wherever the fuck else, it is, it's too deep, okay, it's, it's too deep and it is impossible to get everybody, especially when you are a stand, it is impossible to get those stands on one, and it's, it's, it's because of delusion, Okay, it really, really is like when you if you are if you are a grown ass person or just a person with any kind of sense in their head and someone tells and someone gives you a valid criticism of a person and you're like, no, I'm a fan of them. And thusly, your criticism isn't valid. That's delusional. And I need you guys to go get to go get on better help because you need a therapist. All right. Because it's giving psychotic. All right. It's giving mental, it's giving psych ward. It's giving, we need to lock you up and throw away the key. But it's, it's, it's 100% delusional. If I tell you that someone uh, molested and exploited children for the span of about 30 years, and you look at me and you be like, well, his music is good, so I don't care. What? That's delusional. Even, even cringy Minaj like has it is get she's giving R. Kelly because she is um, assisting her husband in the creation of a fake narrative regarding the survivor of an 
a survivor of a, a, a crime that he committed against her and was prosecuted for and is additionally online fucking supporting white women who are black fishing and what well I don't even know what the fuck else she's done but because of the stand culture and because of the celebrity worship runs so fucking deep they're not going to be canceled they're never going to be canceled because of the acclaim that they have and that's so fucking interesting to me like celebrity worship and social media is literally at this point a part of y'all's personality like your and I say this because like what uh my sister told me that like Facebook went down like I don't know like a week ago and some of you motherfuckers were out here having full scale mental breakdowns like what would they be saying crying and throwing out crying and motherfucking throwing up because you couldn't get on social media like calm your tits okay and uh anytime there's problems with instagram or problems with twitter you all you motherfuckers do is go on the other social media and be like y'all having problems with instagram just log off put the phone down you feel what i'm saying like i think and that's and i think that that's a problem generationally i think that that is a you know what i'm lying I don't think it's a problem generationally. I think it's a problem because of the society that we live in. I think that the idolization of celebrities and, you know, the importance of social media and everything is really something that, you know, society and culturally, specifically with Americans that we have a problem with because like, what the fuck? Like there, it's impossible to cancel anybody who has more than like 10,000 followers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's really becoming a problem because like nobody's being held accountable for their actions yeah like r kelly has been prosecuted he's going to jail but you motherfuckers are still rewarding him by streaming his music and making him more money every day and it's the fact that that's not seen as a problem that is really not sitting right in my spirit and you know i think and i think a lot of the problems that the the other side of celebrity ship we don't see it as real like the person and the person's actions and things like that. Like we're like, oh, Tory Lane shot Megan in the foot. Well, that doesn't affect me because hands on my knees, shaking ass on my thought shit. Like we don't view these people as real people. We're just looking like, no, like they're just rappers. They're just singers. They're just entertainers. It's just, it's, it's, they're real people. I'll bring up another example because, um, Oh, a young lady, um, she's from the same city as I am. Uh, her name is Lakia Danae, very, very talented rapper. Um, she made a comment in an interview. She was like, well, it ain't nothing to do with my city, but be a lash tech or be a CNA or something. And I, when I tell you, like, everybody and their mom lost their minds over this 19-year-old girl who just recently became famous and is now on such a large platform that people lose their mind over everything that she says. Like and you know they tried to cancel her you know what I'm saying and it's not gonna happen because she is she's there now she's on the platform it's impossible to dethrone celebrities and I'm not saying she deserves to be canceled by any means I think she's talented especially like compared to other female rappers because like I I don't get me wrong I love the rap girlies but I am not a big fan of like the 
you know, let me rap about my pussy raps. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm a city girl and I'm a hot girl, but most of the other music that I do like is about selling drugs and murdering people. So I'm a very, very big fan of Lakia. Um, but no, like, and I think like, especially in Lakia's case, like, do y'all remember how y'all acted at 19? Okay. If imagine if what this girl said when she was 19 followed her for the rest of her fucking life and it wasn't even something that had like completely negative implications like this girl is clearly not saying like oh you you only gonna be a last check or you gonna be a sin like who the fuck cares first of all let me just I'm gonna take a side tangent because I really need to speak to especially you almost 30 ass niggas out here like keep it moving do you feel what I'm saying? Like, uh, nobody has to put on for the city that they're from. Nobody has to get on the internet and be like, oh my God, I love my city. You know, repping my city. Nobody has to do that. And I think the, that once you guys let go of the expectation that once somebody gets to a certain acclaim or a certain status, they have to do things to like put their city on. Because like, she could just be out here being like, I'm from Chicago and nobody would fucking care. All right. I think like, especially in those instances where we're like, no, 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 you got to boost this up. You got to boost this up. You, you got to let those expectations go. Cause there's a lot of people out here who are from Milwaukee, who are successful, who are telling people I'm from Atlanta. <laughs> okay. And like, it's like, it's, it's, it's really hard to be in Milwaukee. And it's also like, there are a ton of successful people here that are not CNAs, they're not lash techs, they're not rappers, they're not basketball players. You know, they're doing normal nigga shit. Like they're a fucking payroll manager, they're an HR administrator, they're, you know, a, a supervisor somewhere, they're, you know, they're in finance, they're in marketing, they're in public, whatever the case may be. But yeah, that's just my little side tangent. Back to the main conversation. Once you are on the platform, once you are a celebrity, once you're popular, once you're a part of mainstream media, you won't be canceled. Okay. As long as you are profitable and as long as, you know, people are willing to take the risk to back you, you won't be canceled. Because, you know, the it first that that's first and foremost, baby. Like the money money over everything. As long day as profitable as Dave Chappelle is, they are not going to allow him to be canceled. Unless he does something that makes white people feel uncomfortable or that would affect white people's money. That why do you think the fucking CEO stepped out and was like, I support Dave Chappelle? He's a great, he's a stand-up guy. All right, you guys support him. Because if they thought that Dave Chappelle was doing anything that would impact their bag or that would make white people uncomfortable, they would not be supporting him. They would hang him out to dry. And I mean that in every aspect. So cancel culture is a figment of your imagination. It does not exist. Um, you nobody will ever be canceled. And as long as we exist in the stand social media celebrity idolization culture that we're in now you can expect every single solitary person who is a celebrity or a social media influencer as they call them these days whoever does something that is negative or that is quote-unquote bad they will not be held accountable for their decisions unless the law gets involved. So, you know, unless they bust a cap in somebody's ass. And even in those instances, you know, people might just follow them just to prove like, oh, well, I need to hear both sides. Like, get, get your motherfucking get out of here. All right. So I really think that we need to take a step back and we need to just look and, and, and we need to really understand that, like, 
cancel culture isn't real. All right, your favorite celebrities will never be canceled. Um, celebrities will never be held accountable for their decisions or their statements. Um, some of them will face a large enough backlash to where they will get on the internet and they will say they will issue an apology and people will forget and keep it moving. But it'll never happen. Let's look look at the baby. Look prime fucking example homophobic comments just general creepiness on a national platform at a festival in front of hundreds and thousands of people and he's booked to do a concert literally on my birthday in the city that I live in and motherfuckers are losing the oh my god the baby's coming to bed we're gonna go see the baby oh my, my 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 because cancel culture isn't real Nobody's ever held accountable for any of the things that they say unless you're a real person on the internet. Like if you, you know, are the marketing coordinator, <laughs> you feel me, at uh, some random ass company in the Midwest and you get online and you're like, oh, shout out to all of the mother or I don't know, something fucking stupid. Like, you know, I won't shake hands with people who got AIDS. Yeah, they'll fire your stupid ass, okay? Because you're a ridiculous person and they're making them look bad, all right? And there are absolutely no stakes in firing somebody with 200 followers who works in marketing, okay? So you can go. But if you are the CEO of that same company, you can just call somebody in the PR department, have them write up an apology that you signed and post online, and then people will continue to go up and up their business. And especially if you're like a popular CEO, like you're one of the CEOs that's like social media savvy and does appearances and has friends that are celebrities. Nobody fucking cares. All right. Cancel culture is a figment of your imagination. And even, you know, let, let's look in real life. Let's motherfucking look in real life. Cancel culture doesn't really impact anybody. It doesn't. Look at Kenneth Petty. Whole fucking sex offender, convicted murderer, and married Nicki Minaj. All right, cancel culture isn't real. Nobody will ever be canceled, and you have absolutely nothing to worry about because nobody gives a fuck about Dave Chappelle, okay? And for any of you motherfuckers, let me just make this clear. If you're still listening to baby, if you're still listening to Tory Lanez, if you're still listening to Nicki Minaj, still listening to R. Kelly, I don't care, but go fuck yourself, all right? This podcast is unapologetically and unwaveringly in support of the voices of black women, trans women, queer women, all black women, let me tell you. So shit, if I get canceled at this point, go ahead and cancel me because... I, I really won't stand for it. Like just, I really just urge you guys to take a second, step outside your own perspective and just try to understand what it, like what the, the, like the real life impacts of this stuff. Okay. And I know this one, this episode wasn't as funny and it wasn't as jovial, but like, I just, I want so much better for us y'all. Like, <laughs> I, I realized it. Like I really want so much better for us, but you know, I hope it wasn't too preachy, but you know, please come back next week. I'm going to be posting more regularly. You know, drop day is Wednesday. So I really, really hope you come back and listen to us next week. Until then, namaste, y'all. Peace out. <laughs>